1: This week on the program, you know, I usually have some sort of intro thing here, but this movie is just a piece of shit. It's Remo Williams. The adventure begins. I'm Andrew Jupin, Steven Sadek and Yellowface. <laughs> <laughs> Eric <laughs>
2: Siska, piece of shit,
3: uh, rim my Williams and we hate movies. <laughs>
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Thank you for sitting with us as we gather around the table and say what we're thankful for. And this year, we're thankful for Wilford Brimley. It is Brim's giving in full effect here on the show. Oh, yeah. We're talking about Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins from 1985, directed by Guy Hamilton. This is the worst thing we've touched in a while, friends. Well, I was like, you know, this is, I think Chris,
0: you said this last time. It's like, it's, it's a perennial all-star request, right? Like, yeah, the, the flown lines in January light up every year for Remo Williams. And I was like, so it's gotta be
1: something.
2: And I sat down the other night and I watched (laughs) it. I was like,
1: that, that's
2: what you guys are talking about. Dude,
1: I had the same reaction, Steve. It was just like a real, what the fuck are you talking about, everybody?
3: (laughs) It's the headlines are big in this movie. Like the oh, big sure, right. problems yes. for sure are humongous. Yes, as Steve mentioned, there's just mentioned, not little stuff. There's no like little details that you're looking for.
1: No, I. I mean, I think the biggest fish to fry here, as Steve referenced in the intro, is Joel Gray, legendary white as fuck Broadway superstar <laughs> Joel Gray, portraying an elderly Korean man in full on "You Only Live Twice" fucking Asian makeup. <sighs>
2: oh man not only is he playing an old like korean guy but he's playing one from i guess a a legendary town where all martial arts stems from
1: sure yeah dude like on top of it all it's fucking like mysticism too
2: uh yeah it's all the same shit you know all those cultures yeah (laughs) fucking same shit probably came out of a hole in the ground i don't know korea
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My favorite,
3: I do. I, I like the fact that, like, he he, he makes a point. He's like, I, I'm Korean, and then
0: he says, "Not like those Chinese
3: dogs." Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus, uh, man. Okay. Yep.
0: <laughs> well, this um, is based yeah. on a novel series called The Destroyer, which just sounds like dad airport horseshit from the seventies.
1: Yeah, so you know what it is, dude. The, the 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 destroyer. It just sounds like it's a fucking Dirty Harry sequel.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You know, like
1: the Deadpool, fucking you know, maximum force, whatever, Magnum Force. <laughs> well, you back know.
3: back in the day, it used to have like like you could have cool spy like Cobra or like you know the the, the, the STEM Affair or yeah, like right. stuff like that. Like now it's more like Ted Beecher, Navy <laughs> investigator. <laughs>
0: was Jack Reacher getting up to all sorts of shenanigans, reaching yeah, around, giving but, reach, reach arounds? But that's <laughs> just what I mean. Is like, he's not
3: like a super spy who's badass. He's yeah. just very good at being a Navy investigator.
0: Oh, is he actually a Navy investigator? Something okay. like that. Yeah, it's, it's, yes, yeah. He's
1: like a he's like a Jag kind of dude, which is weird because he's just also like this shit-kicking whatever Um I thought hold, that first Jack Reacher was fine. I didn't see the second one. Hold
0: on. So uh, the series, uh, description of the Destroyer. The series hero, Raymond Williams, is a newer cop framed and for a crime and sentenced to death. His death is faked by the U.S. government so he can be a trained as, as an assassin for cure, a secret organization set up by John F. Kennedy mm-hmm. to work outside the law. That why, sort would of... you, why would you exclude that from this motion picture? <laughs> exactly make it like kennedy's alive even it's like an older guy with a mustache Like, uh i faked it
1: <laughs> yeah totally dude era talk about faking your own death Remo.
3: actually hello. Me and- hello actually me and sam giacana were good buddies <laughs> <laughs>
2: It would be something if they fleshed out this organization literally at all in this yep, movie. But, yep. but that is actually very scary because we all know that John F. Kennedy Jr., his son, actually did that when he founded QAnon. Yes, Oh, that's true. right.
1: How could we forget? Speaking of shit, I wish we could flush forever. Um, one of the biggest insults, I think, as far as like them trying to adapt this book series into a motion picture franchise is, of course, the intention of... Uh, well, we're going to make him like a blue-collar James Bond. Mm. So, like, what do you do? You fucking hire a dude who wrote... Uh, uh, moon uh, Moonraker and another Bond. You hire Guy Hamilton, who directed Goldfinger, Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, and The Man with the Golden Gun. Like you're trying as hard as you can to like to, to like to, you know, fuse that yep. DNA here. And you know what? You're fucking missing any semblance whatsoever of well, exciting action. Well,
3: no. You hire all those people, and then you tell them, "Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> Take it easy.
3: Don't try too much."
0: The stakes are so low, the entire film... The charisma, I mean, and I, I like Fred Ward. I actually, like. I full on, like, I thought yeah. Fred Ward was in The Mandalorian I recently. I got excited for two seconds. <laughs> I well,
2: was wrong. <laughs> by the way, listen to our, we're doing this new, uh, not new, we, last, last year we did The Mandalorian Half Hour on Patreon. We're doing it again for season two out now. And you can hear Steve be absolutely confused <laughs> and think that Tamara Morrison is Fred Ward. <laughs> and I was really excited. I was like, Ooh, Fred Ward. So I like Fred Ward.
0: And I I think you know he's got he's got some spots here but like this is not for him. It's just it's it's to, he's totally wrong in the role. He's not that charismatic to lead this kind of a movie. But,
2: I mean yes, he's wrong for the role but they literally get everything wrong with this <laughs> yeah, that's movie. Fair. Like, yeah. He, every everything is flatlining. The script, all the other actors, Joel Grey and this weird but, thing. Also the movie is 90 something minutes of him training which I know our Star Wars fans are happy about that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: then nothing much happens. But like, also, blue collar James Bond goes against the very nature of James Bond. Yep. Like, what? What are you trying to do here? One that comes out to John Mellencamp rather than the <laughs> fucking little scope
2: thing. Now you can't do Amer- American James Bond. Just kind of doesn't work. What they with Jason Bourne? It's like you see the villainy of America in that, right? Yes. The organization. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be that angle. You can't just have some dude fucking getting into scrapes and it being like, cool, American imperialism. Yeah, Yeah, and
1: I mean, the other part of it too is like, you know, okay, you're kidnapping this dude, faking his death, and then saying like, we're the people that keep our eyes on all the people. We report directly to the president, like whatever this horse shit is. But then like, you take away all the other things that are exciting about watching James Bond movies, which are, and, and I already touched on the action, but like, the clothing, the yes. locations, the lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this movie is him fucking living in a disgusting Soho loft with Joel Grey, yes. you know, eating like bowls of rice every day, sleeping on a fucking cot and it's
2: just like none of this is appealing. Also, the the, the sexuality of James Bond too is yep, n- yes. nowhere to be found. Absolutely. They, they try not. and Foreset
0: at the end with Kate Mulgrew, and they are yeah. just two sticks hitting against each other, man. Which They're- is, I mean,
1: you are you have yourself a mm-hmm. 1985 Kate Mulgrew. She's absolutely stunning in this movie. <laughs> it's like nothing. Like, she's going up against Remo Williams, and you can hear the fucking <laughs> flat line from the EKG. Also, I think she's in a different movie. Yeah, she, They, they yeah. cut in a whole
3: she, other movie into this movie. With she this-
1: thought that
0: too, Cabin. It's insane. <laughs> she's in like an episode of Knight Rider and they cut out all the parts <laughs> with the car and yeah. they just like, and they're like, oh we could use this Knight Rider footage where like Kit is walking around a base with, the, uh, is driving around a base with this uh this uh, really important uh, major uh, who's played by Kate Mulgrew oh we'll just use that, we'll just get Kate Mulgrew at the end we'll, we'll tie it together, it'll be a Rima Williams movie
1: I think you're right Steve because if you look at parts like if you're looking at the way her mouth is moving, it appears that the line is like well what do you think, Kit? And <laughs> Instead, it's like, well, what do you think, Remo Williams?
0: <laughs> um, I will say back to the charisma of Fred Ward and lack thereof. Who they want, who wa- who auditioned for this movie got close, didn't get it because he was too
1: unknown at the time. Bruce Willis, and Absolutely. that is that, yep. my wow. friend, is a better movie. It's because it just, yep. just is. The other thing, I mean, you're totally right. Because the other thing that they insist on making Fred Ward try to do in this movie is be funny with the one liners. And yes. I, as much as I like Fred Ward too. He's not a comedian in my book. And yeah. it's this sh- these fucking snappy lines that he's thrown out at Joel Grey throughout the entire movie. It just does not work. Uh, he he is- also...
3: It's just Fred Ward is always in charge. That's what he is good at. Like, yeah, right. him learning stuff and, like, having to be a guy who, like... Hears something and it is just like okay, okay, I'll give it a shot. Like that Mm -hmm. is Bruce Willis to a T, exactly. But
2: Fred Ward is very funny in Naked Gun, thirty third and a third, just because he's the butt of every joke, basically, and he's got dry deliveries.
4: Pap me? God. Yeah. Wow. You just fucking
0: triggered a fucking uh
1: a time uh, a time quake in my brain. <laughs> Kevin, I, I thought not... I was having a fucking acid flashback. Dude, I haven't watched that movie in 25 years. That
2: is a great ending <laughs> to a great question mark. Film. If I was
1: if I was standing up, Chris, I would have needed to sit down. <laughs> and that's <laughs> unbelievable.
0: And, and that is the thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I can't go on. No, I can't <laughs> that that is the thing about bruce willis versus fred ward fred ward is like 43 44 when this movie was made right and like him being like this like wet behind the ears whatever doesn't make sense you get a younger bruce willis in his 20s or early 30s at least we're doing some of that but
1: that's the thing dude because it's like so you got this guy mac whatever the fuck and then Wilfred brimley are the two guys in this organization and i wanted to be like Was he really the fucking only candidate you had for this program? Was Fred Ward beat cop? Fred Ward, like there was no one else well, in the well, entire country. Well, we
3: had Ted Kennedy, but there was a problem. <laughs> oh my Could god! Could you
2: imagine <laughs> Ted Kennedy pulling anything? Like doing? I guess well, him covering up that murder, I guess,
4: is a good
1: yeah. Spy right? Yeah, he thing, was already, he, he, a lot of experience with assassination. Well, I, really,
4: already.
2: I take it back. He would have been great, Chris.
4: Well, okay, yeah, he uh, he uh, passed the first test.
3: He uh, covered <laughs> up a uh, murder pretty easily there, but then it got. Rotten, right, rot right the fuck open, so we had to cut him loose.
1: Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna say? Oh no, Steve. I just had a question though. It was something you you made me think of. Like w- when you said Bruce Willis, they passed on him because he wasn't that big yet. What fucking international sensation it's was a, Fred Ward? It's a great
0: question. I mean, he's in The Great Escape. You know, like he's like he's a known quantity at least a little bit, right? I, but, yeah, you're, but you're but so. you're transitioning at that. Like this is like where like you're starting to come
3: towards tremors and player territory, right? This I is mean, an eighty. What? What's this year again? Tremors
2: is ninety, and this is eighty-five. So we're a little eh, off. Yeah. When was
0: He's not in the Great Escape. He's in the right stuff and Escape from Alcatraz. Right. And
2: yeah. he's in Carney with with Gary Busey. I mean, there's not. There's actually not a lot to go. He was always on like the peripheral yes. of these films, and I guess this was right. one of his big. well, Here you go, and it kind of just is a swing and a miss. And I don't think it's entirely his fault. And I, don't, no, no, I don't no no I don't think Bruce Willis. Could have pulled this off either because I feel like this is a script problem from the jump.
0: Absolutely, well, no, it is. Yeah, and, and once you put yeah. that, once you cast Joel Gray, you're in real trouble. But yeah. I mean, like, one, but like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not putting this all on Fred Ward versus, uh, whatever. But it, it, just shows you how miscast yeah,
1: he, yeah, is. yeah, and uh, you're not
0: really like. I
3: don't think they're putting too much into the fact that he is Korean. Like, they don't have too many details about Korea in it. Well, of course not, because so, fucking nobody who wrote this movie knew jack shit well, about Korea. So just change the script and get, like, Mako or somebody to yes. play this
0: character. Get, get get James Hong in there. We're having a great time. And yes, he could be Japanese. And we're done. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. It's it's a totally fine little movie.
1: Also, I mean, you could also just have a Korean actor. an Asian person who's also. not Korean also just mm-hmm. doing it. And it's way fucking closer than Joel Gray with this, may I remind the people in the courtroom, an Academy Award nominated makeup job.
3: <laughs> yeah. And a Golden Globe nominated uh, performance? Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah, yep. dude. Uh, yep. Incredible. Absolutely incredible.
2: Fuck we, this. We loved that in the 80s, though. What we was did. That? that? Linda one? Hunt. Yes. Linda Hunt. Thank you. Exactly.
3: And Killing Fields. It oh, just,
2: fuck. I forgot about that. Was that another award? No, not Killing Fields.
3: Uh, Year of Liv- Living Dangerously. Yes. She,
2: she won the Oscar for she that. She
0: did win the she Oscar did. for that.
2: Jesus.
0: And I mean, like, they put him in this fucking Klingon makeup, and it's like, guys. <laughs> He's just Korean. I don't even get get a
2: fucking Korean person. I don't even get why we need to have martial arts training in this movie. You don't really see much of it. I mean, the closest you get to pretty much is Remo Williams holding onto a log at some point towards (laughs) the fucking third act. Well,
1: and that's the other thing, Eric. If it was like... Actual martial arts training and that he was using in these, you know, operation scenes, fine. But all that Joel Grey is teaching him is fucking mystic magic bullshit, fucking pressure point, you know, poke of death stuff. And then, like, he's, like, diving headfirst into... You know, piles of sand, just, like, garbage
2: Mm -hmm. Bugs Bunny physics. Yes, it's all, like, this Asian mysticism nonsense where, like, Joel Grey at the end of the movie can walk on water because Uh. he just knows, he just, you know, you be like water. I guess maybe it's a Bruce Lee-ism or something, but it's just so fucking dumb. It's so dumb.
3: And it's very different from the end of Being There, where it's actually a point, (laughs) goddammit.
2: Thank you. Another great fucking spy movie, Being There. <laughs> uh, amazing. Incredible survival. Gardner film. was a CIA asset. was Yep, exactly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, we're getting to
0: the psyops, huh? That kind of episode.
1: <laughs> I will say, to say a nice thing about this movie because um, it's fucking shit, and I hate it top to bottom. <laughs> I really did. I hate it, it so much. I like actively had like a reaction watching this movie. Um, but I will say I do appreciate the on location New York City shooting we're doing yes. here, which is where um, we start. Which is kind yes. I and mean, it's great. not fun.
0: It's a, it's a scene. So he's got a. Here's my question, because he's got this mustache, and he's listening to Marv Albert. Great Marv Albert cameo.
1: Yep. Uh, Marv um, Albert is on the radio calling it, what it sounds like a disastrous Knicks Laker game from L.A. where the Knicks are just getting their ass handed to them. Sounds about right. Surprise, surprise. Steve, <laughs> do you a, do you little... recall Steve who was like floating around the team in the in the mid '80s? Are we talking uh, like Earl the Pearl Monroe or was that earlier? It's probably Bernard Kingish here. Okay, is my okay. guess. I mean, I, I
0: I would have been one when this came out. So <laughs> a little before my Knicks fandom, but I believe that's around Bernard
2: King. This guess. is okay.
3: before in your face Mason or oh yeah. Very oh, okay,
2: okay. So there's also a little Jets piggy on his dashboard. So this guy is a solid New York sports fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, dude. You have the little Jets Miss Piggy dash thing, whatever it is.
0: Um, uh yeah, yeah that, I mean, that
2: thing is weird I don't
0: know that, that, that thing creeped me out but also like so he's got this mustache later on they said he has plastic surgery
2: did anyone notice anything different about I, his face here I think his nose might have had like a, a oh, like a bigger bridge or yes. something got it okay, okay. absolutely yeah I wanted it. to go back and rewind Steve
1: because I, I had the same thought when they're telling him that and I was like what are you talking about <laughs> it was just Fred Ward where is this plastic <laughs> we, surgery Yeah,
2: uh, surgically removed the mustache
1: Um, yeah so he's like sitting there it's sort of like he's uh, it's like he's in Brooklyn it's like back when the Brooklyn Navy Yards were still an incredibly you know worn down crime dangerous place to be he's sitting in his car listening to the game eating burgers uh-huh. and he sees like a dude run by and then like two dudes chasing him so he goes to check it out and this dude's like getting the shit kicked out of him by these two guys he steps in and then you know beats these guys up and it's like a well whoops we're, we're tricking you actually this dude is gonna hit you in the back with a board <laughs> with a bunch of nails sticking out of it was this
2: just a trick to get a cop or something or was this like i think honest? it's
1: a I think it's a gang initiation or oh, something. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. maybe it was
2: honest to goodness, like class solidarity. Like, yes, we, while we are beating <laughs> each other up, now that a cop is here, let us combine our forces for the good.
1: Right. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Let's my beat favorite, up this cop.
3: My favorite thing about this, Steve, is that uh, the Fred Ward is in his his car, and like he sees a little something happening. He's like. Yeah, but I got this egg sandwich. <laughs> yes, I'll get, yeah, to, he- <laughs> I'll get
0: to these tufts as soon as sandwichly possible. It is, yeah. it's real, man. I, I, I felt that. It's like you got an email at work, and it's like you're kind of eating lunch. Like mm, I don't know, it's got an yeah. exclamation point on it, but I don't have to do anything about that. Like, well, the building's not on fire,
1: sandwich. <laughs>
3: what do they got? A couple wallets. I got this egg sandwich, and when it's cold, you can't
1: eat it. After that, <laughs> uh, so they, you know, he beats the shit out of these guys, and then like gets in his car, and it's like Uh uh-oh, now like a fucking huge dump truck comes out of nowhere, rams his cop car into the river. And it's driven by J.A. Preston, who is like... Is like the bad guy, not
0: the bad. The, the his lead contact. By the way, J. A. Preston. You know, I was looking. I was like, I've seen him in stuff, and you've seen him in stuff. He's in a few good many places The judge, mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. He is on a list. On a, I love IMDb user lists. My favorite thing in the world. Uh-huh. Actors slash actresses over eighty still living.
1: A list nice. of nice. Mm. A
0: list of nine hundred eighty five people created ten
1: months ago. What a stupid thing to make. Because then, like, are you updating that <laughs> when people like check out? You know. Insanely number one on a list
0: of 985 people, James C. King, Doogie Howser's dad. (laughs) Number two, (laughs) Emmett Walsh. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Michael Constantine, Tom Skerritt, Philip Baker Hall. I could read this whole thing. Wow, Tom Skerritt's over 80, huh? (laughs) According to this IMDb list. Wow, that's nuts. Mm
1: -hmm. He's also in Air Force One. Mm, Yes. He's also
3: I mean, in uh, a suit. We'll, we will do it one day. Uh, uh, stay tuned. Uh, Firebirds, the Top Gun ripoff with Nick
0: Cage.
2: Ooh! Oh, I never saw that. Oh, I never man. saw that either. But I want to see it now.
0: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> quite something. So yeah, he goes into the the bay. You cut to his funeral. LOL. And it's like you yeah, know, whatever his name is, like Sam Markin, I think
1: Samuel Edward Macon. So he could have gone on to actually be a presidential assassin. <laughs> um, and.
0: Rimo wakes up at a hospital bed. Now, so he's got facial reconstructive surgery, sure. Right. But he's got shaving cream all over his face. Like, oh, no, they shaved my mustache. I'm like, did they do the surgery before they shaved your mustache? Because I feel like that's well, got to
2: go first. They must have done it initially, and now she's... Shaving him from the year years, the 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 weeks of um him just right. sitting there. A little bit
1: a little bit of like a Steven Seagal Marked for Death situation. Yeah. No. Was that marked for Death? Am I thinking of the uh, right movie? Hard to kill. Hard to kill, yes, yes. <laughs> a coma cat episode there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Previous episode. If you're new to the show, check out that hard to kill episode.
1: The most embarrassing part of all of this, and like I would be Well, I'm not going to lie, I'm not curious, but (laughs) I I guess I wonder just now and won't follow up with research, if in the books he is given the name the same way he's given the name in this movie, which is (laughs) this dude, uh, McCrady, whatever J.A. Preston's character name is in this movie. It's
2: like Con McCrady, yeah and then they call him Mac for short
1: Mac right 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 and uh he's just like yeah your name is uh and he's like usual suspecting and he's holding a bedpan and it's like Remo bedpan from Williams Nevada or like whatever it is and he's like Williams Remo Williams. Uh, y- yeah, your name's Remo Williams now.
2: <laughs> this is where Kaiser Sose came from. Yep. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, exactly. And like Fred Ward's got a line here. you know, we've made fun of this kind of line so much, but it's been so long. It's one of these where you just list government agencies and he's like, who are you? FBI, CIA, Salvation Army is uh, everybody laughing in the movie theater?
0: Uh, That's the thing, man. this movie is an action slash comedy and the comedy is dreadful
1: absolutely like because
0: you think about something like i mean i talk about it all the time because i guess it's my favorite movie but like austin powers does this right it's the i mean doesn't the action yeah it's like james bond but funny and like they lean really heavy into the comedy the yeah. jokes are joel gray talks like that Ugh.
1: yep <laughs> yeah exactly dude uh. it's like this fucking uh screenplay was written by noted famous comedian mike huckabee <laughs> yeah
3: huckabee <laughs> and mark Walper got together and put a a, a good script together.
1: Yo, Governor Huckabee, I have to say, I read the screenplay. (laughs) Great pass, bro, but how about this? Maybe that Vietnamese guy gets beaten up. Well, actually, he's Korean. Uh, Oh, well, can we make him Vietnamese and then beat him up? What's the difference, Mike?
2: (laughs) Well, Mark, uh, yeah, this is Mike Huckabee. This is suddenly a Mike Huckabee impression that doesn't work. Um, How about you beat up some dogs instead? <laughs> How about you and my boys just wrestle around in the backyard and kill some dogs?
0: I gotta say, the size of those boys, one of them ate those dogs. Oh, I'm man. sorry. Absolutely.
2: That is, a, that is
0: a dog chili situation.
2: <laughs> Here, here's what oh, happened. God. Fucking Mike Huckabee walks out of the room. Everything seems normal. He walks back in, and one of his big large sons is, is, is swallowing a dog's tail. He's like, <laughs> what was
3: that? Daddy Mike, you don't understand. If I eat a grilled dog, I get the dog's soul. (laughs) And it becomes part of me. Daddy Mike. Pet my head.
1: (laughs) Now, uh, Junior, I am such a uh, religious, pious individual that I always love to give any of God's children the benefit of the doubt. But when I came back from the kitchen, son, did I see you slurping a dog's tail into your mouth like a thing of spaghetti? No, no, I didn't do that, Daddy Mike. Am I hearing
2: rough uh, barks coming from your stomach? No. No. Okay. get me out of here <laughs> yeah, i ate the dog's soul and now i'm part dog and that's why i poo in the yard <laughs> daddy oh, can you get man. me some bully sticks from the store <laughs> i got a
3: hankering
0: <laughs> um so yeah remo gets taken too and this th- here's something this movie last week i think we gave uh Ten to midnight a one on the Brimley scale on our Patreon episode. That's like a that's a we didn't say it, but I think that's like a, a ten on the Brimley scale. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Our yeah. Patreon
2: episode this month is the China Syndrome, and it's on patreon.com slash we hate movies, and yes, that is a fucking movie with Wilfred Brimley in it. Yes. This, move, this, movie too, this gets like a six or a
0: seven, I think. Here's the thing. No, so he I, does I, not stand up. He will that, not stand up. I, I Steve
3: asked me to check last night. I double okay. checked you, Steve. That, that not one stand in a performance.
1: <laughs> Are all you sitting. shitting me? He's not standing once in this movie. All,
0: all sitting. Because <laughs> I it's... watched this on Thursday, Chris, while well, we're doing this on Saturday. Uh, and Chris was like just starting. I was like, hey, man,
1: could you do me a huge favor? <laughs> I just it's here's the thing like i i can't rate it that high steve i have to disagree with you okay because he doesn't leave that office <laughs> no i mean you had wilfred brimley for fucking two afternoons man tops and this is what you got out of it and i it's just so obvious so much of this movie is him like you said sitting there staring at this clearly fake computer yep. system mm-hmm. that he's got going this it's like a super computer but it's like doing things that computer technology could not do in 1985 it's almost exactly like the computer in the thing like it could do all (laughs) this
3: wild shit apparently and it's just there
1: but But he is watching crystal clear surveillance footage on this computer monitor and i do not think so
3: oh no and like uh, yeah this is a the definition of a brimley four
0: yeah that's okay that's fair because he's Mm -hmm. not not
3: only is he not leaving an office he's not leaving a chair (laughs) Like I don't even get to see those nice muscular haunches going at it and he doesn't raise his
1: voice. Yeah, okay I think you're right. I mean, he's just so clearly bored in this movie He's basically like the James Bond equivalent of like an M sort of figure I guess the closest thing and I I don't want to back us up because I hate this movie and let's just keep going but (laughs) quick thing He gets to Wilfred Brimley's office in an ambulance that he has stolen from the hospital. Uh, He breaks out of the hospital and uh, this dude Mac is in the ambulance. He points a gun on him and he's like, you know, just drive. The only fucking shining light in this movie that gave me any brightness at all was the ambulance driver who goes, Hey, wait a minute. Played by none other than the legendary Reginald Val Johnson. that's it. You don't see that guy again. <laughs> anyway, um, and
0: so basically, Brimley's like, "Yeah, you're dead, but now you're remo Williams, and we are an assa- We're an organization of three people now, three because okay. you're here. Congratulations, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> gonna need some to see some ID there, Chief. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. Is like we're secret assassinations assass- assassins from the president himself. All the orders come from the president.
2: I swear. Okay, uh, and then he says he's worked right, for
1: five this- presidents. He says.
2: How and it's just this random beat cop that then is is dead. You see his funeral briefly and it's like never once does Remo Williams or whatever his name used to be grapple with any sense of his prior life what whatsoever. Nope. No and
1: the screenplay sort of carefully circumvents that and sort of absolves themselves of any responsibility because they're like like Brimley is very clearly like well goddamn what you know we needed to recruit somebody and you're great because you were a tough as nails cop with absolutely no family no friends no social life so it's like it 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 absolves them from having to have a scene where like maybe he goes and checks in on his well, daughter secretly yeah, yeah
4: that's right we are a secret organization of losers and uh, I also don't have fun. Friends, we report to the president because we are teachers' pets. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, we are, uh, yeah. We chose you because remember five years ago you hit on your 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 brother's young daughter at a party, <laughs> and you lost your family, and you lost your friends, and literally no one could even speak to you anymore, and you've been thinking about killing
1: yourself. Yeah, that's why we chose you. Oh, no man. one's no one's gonna miss you. Um, but as it turns out, like this is another. You know, like grossly fascistic movie about like circumventing societal norms to get fucking justice.
3: Well, well, mommy, I think we're going to send Remo Williams into
2: Iran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're sell- He's there to
4: sell the missiles.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly
4: right. Yeah, Ronnie, I got, I got, I got the best boy on it. Don't worry, Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie, you would love him. He's got all sorts of sort of funny one-liners. That's oh. amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. What's his name?
1: Remot, Remot- Will. <laughs> I, I forgot already. I don't
4: know. Let me check the bed pan. But don't worry, <laughs> sir. He's a loser. Uh, his name is Tommy Rubbermaid. Uh, <laughs> his name is Magnum Condom. Because <laughs> I just looked at what I had in my pocket. You know what? Uh,
3: Never mind. I'm just going to call the company. <laughs>
0: And like, yeah, I mean, it's just like, he, you know, the whole thing is like, I got this super secret computer that tells me anything I ever want to know. And like, what we do is we influence events throughout history by making uh, assassinations and making it look like accidents, you see?
2: Making right. it look like accidents is such a great, great part of this organization.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I don't know, man. Just shoot someone in the head. The central whoopsie-daisy department. <laughs> That's right. We're part of the CWD. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, the CWD
1: indeed. <laughs> yeah, we uh we specialize in things like people falling down the stairs, uh you know, someone stands up on a roller coaster when they shouldn't. You know, all a,
4: sorts of believable accidents When
3: a really important person at a really important dinner party fights, that's the CWD. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy, can- here we go. If you could smell it, you know who dealt it, CWD. (laughs) (laughs) He's handing out fucking business cards. (laughs) <laughs> and then, like, this guy Mac is like, the
0: cool thing is, Remo, you never get days off. You have to just do this for the rest of your life for some reason. And Remo's like, sounds good to me. Who am I? Like, I don't know. Like, how about, like, what am what I get paid? Who am I supposed to kill? And also, like, what kind like, I really need to be sure that I'm not being recruited by a weird militia here. I Ex- really yep, need exactly. to
2: know. And the problem, I mean, I feel like the Remo Williams character in general, and it's not just Fred Ward, Is he's got, there's literally nothing there. It's no, an exactly. absolute yep. blank slate. He does and I know I said grapple before, but grapple with something, man. Maybe. Have something going on in your fucking head. <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. Cause he should
0: be like, who are these guys? I don't maybe he's like maybe he has to like do his own research on them or something like that. Exactly, or, that. Well, I
1: mean, cause the thing is like like yeah, like Mac is like yeah. You have no fucking life. You work every day, and Brimley. Because of course, there's the you know Fred Ward has to be like, and if I say no, yeah, and you know Brimley's response is like, well then we'll just murder you. So it's like okay, man then you need to have it, like, there's got to be something in it for Remo Williams, right? And that's where I thought he was going to get, like, a rad apartment, cool car, a bunch of money, some ladies, you know?
3: Not even that. Make him vulnerable. Like, if he's like, yeah, we're going to kill you if you don't say yes. Like, you're being forced to do this then. And that never comes up. Like he right. doesn't really care that he's being forced to do this. He just thinking mm-hmm. it, it, his whole struggle in this movie is that it's kind of weird that this <laughs> yeah, Korean yeah. is here. Yep, totally, <laughs> I mean,
2: dude. I mean, Andrew, you also have a good point about the whole like cool cars or something or gizmos or anything. Because like if we're trying to do like a James Bond thing, James Bond didn't fucking share an apartment with some dude. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. He's not uh, driving around in some shitbox
0: car. And I mean, like, the, the way, and like, that's the thing is, I think you're supposed to really get off on this training stuff, and it's just, it gets really boring really quickly. It is
2: so long, and it's a bunch of just nonsense. It's just this, like, oh, I'm from Sinju, uh, Korea, where everything's from. Don't worry about it. I
1: mean, it. It. it's just one of those things where it's like, when you have these fucking creeps on the internet kvetching about I didn't fucking see uh, you know Captain Marvel do this and fucking Rey in Star Wars I didn't see her do that I'm like motherfucker you want to watch this shit (laughs) watch Remo Williams watch someone train it's boring as balls
0: yep and I mean, like, so, like, his first assassin assassination is supposed to be on Chun uh, or on somebody. He doesn't. He's not even given a name. He's not even given, like, a, a dossier. And, like, what do you call it? Like, Mac just gives him a gun. Like, hey, man, just go in there and fucking kill that guy. Like, hey, sounds cool, secret government agent. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. know, man. No I mean,
1: questions I, asked. Like, yeah, sh- I guess I'll just blow this guy's brains out. That's exactly
3: what the mafia told the Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> like just go up to this guy in the street just shoot him behind the head and get back in the car that's it baby <laughs> listen right.
2: don't worry about this just take all this ecstasy take this gun and go into that club <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally no it's cool We're, the government we will totally support you in this one yes yeah,
2: so you will just figure out who to kill in there man you're a this secret is, agent it's this goes all a, way the president <laughs> yeah
1: and it's kind of a bullshit like sort of fake out here too because like they pull up And, you know, it's just, it's someplace in Manhattan. It's a nice looking, like, townhouse building. And Remo even has the line of, like, oh, wow, like, nice place there, huh? And then that's when Mac is like, yeah, the guy up there, you see that fucking guy up there? It's up there with my wife, go kill that guy, (laughs) kind of a thing, right? So that when, like, he sneaks into the basement to, like, try to climb up and, you know, get this person, you know, this is when we meet Joel Gray. He's in the basement. And, like, you know, uh, 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 Remo Williams doesn't understand, like, the, he's the guy that he sent there to kill because Mac leaves no instruction, you know, so there's this whole thing of, like, well, I'm the only one in the house, you know, I guess you're here for me kind of a thing, and you're just like, okay, like, I thought this was going to be the opportunity, like, I was still hold- holding out hope, I guess, that Remo Williams would get to live in a cool apartment because <laughs> no. I was like, oh, he's going to walk in and it's going to be, like, all the stuff that will entice him to keep doing this job. And this, right. and This was a real, like,
3: weird moment for me because I'm like, Okay, this person's here. Wait, what? Is that... Yeah. That's Joel Grey. Dude, you texted us all of that. <laughs> I, 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 I like. I was just like, it doesn't even look like Joel Grey. If the point of this was to have him there because it's Joel Grey who's a star, well, this you would why... maybe want him to look like... The, but like, no, you could have just gotten an actor who's Korean. What the fuck is <laughs> wrong with this, you?
2: This is why they got that nom for makeup, because they made him look like someone else. And uh. it's not... <laughs> But it doesn't. It doesn't look that convincing either. And it's not
1: a very Joel Gray
2: performance either. Like, as oh, you parent- want
1: to hear? You want to hear about a great Joel Gray performance? Uh, there's a story that uh, Chelsea told me uh, the other night when we. Had, uh, I was telling her I had to watch this movie. I did not subject her to this movie. Um, but she was telling a story that Leslie Odom Jr., the actor who was in uh, Hamilton, had where. Hamilton was still downtown at the public and hadn't gone to Broadway yet. And he knew he had a friend who was online to see the show. And in front of him was Joel Gray. Joel Gray goes up to the box office and he's like, oh hi uh, Joel Grey there were some tickets for me and this was like you know when, when Hamilton was at the public it was like it hadn't exploded but like yeah, in it was the a community guy. it exploded you know so the box office attendant like sees him it was like oh fuck Joel Grey himself is here and it's like oh here you go Mr. Grey like here are your tickets and Joel Grey turns around to this friend and just goes I didn't have any tickets. <laughs> Fucking just goes in. Dude, can you believe it? That's Bad a fucking baller ass. move. Yep. That's the performance of a lifetime I, right there. Not this racist shit. I thought you were going to tell
3: me he like jumped up on the stage and sang, You'll Be Back.
0: <laughs> or or uh, two tickets, Hamilton. $200. Two
4: tickets, Hamilton.
2: Oh God. $200 apiece. Oh, Joel's got to eat tonight. <laughs> Not a lot of Remo Williams residuals coming in lately.
0: <laughs> yeah, Totally. <laughs> Welcome in Hamilton, $200.
2: <laughs> it's Hamilton for $200 for $200. Oh, that's another thing. That guy's not German. Yeah, that's so yeah, fucking uh, he's phony.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is just so insane. Well, that apparently, this was the, allowed. His,
2: the story i mean
0: against IMDb, he turned the role down a couple of times. I'm like, good for you, Joel Gray, until they showed him the makeup and he said, wow, I've got to do this. No. Oh, God. <sighs> and, and I mean, like, it, it was the '80s, so it's like, it is what it is, and clearly we were all on board. The man was nominated for a fucking Golden Globe. We, we were definitely
2: yep. all on board until like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Cr- I mean, and, and it's
0: just like he's dropping the R's. He's doing all the stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, like,
1: there's a there, but there is still a stark difference between uh, what the fuck was that garbage Cameron Crowe movie that nobody could care about? Aloha, Aloha, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where uh, Emma, what the fuck's her Emma face? Emma Stone uh, is playing a, a woman lion. who's like, oh, was she supposed? I thought she was supposed to be like, oh, oh Japanese. She, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Asian just,
3: descent. I forget
1: exactly. And it's just, it's just Emma Stone, and it's, I mean, it's terrible, and it's whatever. But like the fucking prosthetics, the prosthetics, and yes. the transformation, such as it is, like just takes this into a whole new strata of like. You fucking morons thought this was a good idea.
3: (laughs) It's a difference between, like, aloha, okay, that's a horror to watch, but like, (laughs) this, you put effort into the horror.
1: Yes. Like Aloha right.
3: was just like, "Oh yeah, we don't care." So it's a horror where it's, it's like l- it's we're lazy working racism. Hard. We're working hard to make sure you're horrified. I'll right. t-
1: lazy racism versus hardcore like we need to make this as racist as possible. And I'll tell you man, uh you want to talk about it. we were cool with, we were
0: on board for this for a long time. A little movie called The Cloud Atlas which people will tell you is good. Loves this shit.
2: A whole segment. It's all you know people Is that right? Oh yeah. I did not see it because I was just like I just fucking can't but, but, I like the Wachowski's uh,
0: fine, but everyone needs to relax a little bit with the film Cloud Atlas. Well, I mean, they, I, there's
3: wow, a lot. Dude. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, I wasn't saying anything, Kevin. I was just stunned that that's in that movie because I, I just, I read maybe like, fucking 30 pages of that book and was like absolutely not and then when that movie came out I was like absolutely not but I didn't know that was going on in there. Is
2: Tom Hanks like playing a Chinese guy or something? I'm pulling
1: up an image right now. Yeah you gotta get it oh Oh, Oh, man it's gonna come through the chat it means we're gonna be on a list I am (laughs) glad
2: that we brought up the Wachowskis because multiple times in this film um, Joel Grey dodges bullets and Remo Williams eventually learns how to do this too so I think this was a definite influence oh yeah. Oh you think so? A l- maybe a little bit. I mean, it's right. kind of matrixy in the way that they're dodging bullets. Obviously, they're not doing full on bullet time, but it's sort of like that no. Idea, you're right. Yeah. If I get enough fucking martial arts from, obviously, this is from the source of all martial arts. This is like the primo martial art. Yeah. Like that right. downloaded into my brain, I can fucking dodge bullets.
0: So this is I just forwarded in the link. It's uh, it's, 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 uh What Hugo, Am I looking? at? That's Hugo Weaving and I believe Jim Sturgis. Yes. No. Both of them. No. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. No. No way! <laughs> and this is in the
1: year like 2012 or 13 or something. Like I forget. That. Yeah, yeah. It's, this article was written eight years ago, so 2012. Yes. Oh my
2: God. This is actually real. Man, fucking Hugo weaving, dude. I yeah. thought he didn't pass as an elf and looking at this. <laughs> This is awful. It's
1: terrible. And I mean, look, I mean, look, and that movie. Jim not- Sturgis. Oh, my God, I, though, too. I look mean, first at of it. all,
0: casting Jim Sturgis, you should be fired immediately. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who
1: ever thought that was a fucking good idea for anything. <laughs> a lot of people did, and they were all wrong. What was Well, his, he's was in that. He's, well he's in that fucking trash heap known as across the universe that beatles movie oh yeah i didn't see it.
0: he's in that card counting
1: drama with kevin 21. spacey
0: yes oh Whoa. yeah I didn't. he see. was just a guy that people kept trying to make happen and it never did rightfully so yeah
1: fucking flip the switch on that and, you know shit. much
0: like much like two weeks ago sometimes the voters are right just you know what <laughs> I I mean, look, The Matrix is fantastic. I haven't seen Speed Racer, which people love.
1: Dude, Speed Racer. Listen, Steve, Mm -hmm. you know, you just brought up the election. You are a gentleman who lives in New Jersey. Get ready for those dispensaries. (laughs) When they open, stock the fuck up. Go home. Wait till the sun goes down. I also know, Steve, you just invested in a beautiful new 4K TV. Mm -hmm. Put on Speed Racer, and I'm telling you, have the time of your life! I'm kind See, of excited.
2: Like <laughs> Jupiter Ascending, previous episode, yes, dog shit. Well, I'm sorry, folks. that's
3: that's the thing is that Wachowski, it It's desperation because Wachowski's make original movies that are very outlandish yes. and bombastic, and therefore people are like, okay, this is better than just the normal shit. Every right. single, just another franchise which is, material, which
2: is, which is fair. And, yeah. I, I, and I want to stop some tweets there. I'm just saying <laughs> that's fair, but at the same time, the it's movies like, suck. Don't add, though the movies yeah. suck. Don't act like they're hitting home runs every time. Exactly,
0: it, uh, originality does not a good movie make necessarily. And it, speaking
1: you know, of casting choices, too, man, what the fuck's that guy's name? Uh, Eddie Redmayne? Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 oh god, I, I hate that guy.
1: He sucks. I, that guy fucking sucks. I dude. was kind of
3: hoping when uh, Johnny Depp uh, said I'm not, I, I, I'm resigning from fucking Fantastic Beasts, I'm like, where is Redmayne's fucking letter? <laughs>
0: yeah exactly all of them flush all of them. where is fucking fantastic beasts resigning from warner brothers how about that That's
3: (laughs) it's a franchise franchise. it's a franchise they have to keep it it doesn't matter what it it, what happens it has to stay
1: well i mean clearly they were trying to start a franchise with remo williams the adventure begins but you know that didn't come to pass so it's okay to cancel a franchise it is all i'm saying
0: so yeah he's got all this mystical powers he's like dodging bullets like and again like the choreography isn't good that's the problem like it's right. supposed to be cool and fun and like fred ward is just like keep you know keep and, he, and he's doing like a bunch of one-liners at him and it's kind of whatever he disarms him and then he realizes that he is going to train him this is when they move into the shitty uh soho loft and we've got like 45 minutes of training stuff
1: i mean i timed it dude when the first like big action scene happens in the movie, which is him farting around on the Statue of Liberty scaffolding, 63 minutes into the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Over
2: that, an hour before the move, the, over an hour before the movie that's over two hours starts. Not only, that, that the Statue of Liberty fight more interesting than the climax of the film. Oh, yep, it, 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 the movie absolutely. blows its
0: load way too early because it's yep. so. That's actually. I mean, it's the best part of the movie. It's pretty good. I can see people who like this movie, like oh, having that overshadow it. Like, well, that sequel just is really good, and it is because you know they, they actually get to use the Statue of Liberty a little bit, and also all that stuff. But man, oh man, is that it's so far away from where we are.
1: And I think I think your suspicion there is correct, Steve, because when I was watching this movie, similarly to Cabins, uh, when he texted us like oh, that's Joel Grey, I tweeted out, like, I'm watching Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins for the first time. This movie is stunningly racist. And a lot of people were like, yes, most definitely, but that Statue of Liberty scene, exactly. so I think, like, that really does hold on. And I'd be curious if those people think that that's the end of the movie. Because <laughs> if it was, if it was, though, yes. like, maybe it's something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it Probably not, but maybe. But, like, haven't it come well, directly in the middle of the movie? Absolutely that, not.
3: That's the end of Remo Williams. The Kate Mulgrew story keeps on going for reasons <laughs> I don't oh understand. My God. So <laughs> I mean, We
2: should quickly mention that, but at least outline it a little bit because that is essentially the plot of the film somehow. is right. Okay, so there's a defense contractor. What's good about the movie, and I will say this, is it's kind of anti the military-industrial complex. There are evil defense contractors that are manufacturing... The AR-60. Get ready yeah. for that future, folks. You're gonna yeah. fight for your right to own that well, for some reason.
3: They have an <laughs> actual like a James Bond villain, George S. Grove, and you know, note of
1: realism here. He's from
3: Albany, New York, a center I, of evil I, in <laughs> the yep, universe. I was like
1: excellent, dude. I cannot recall the last time. There was a fucking a movie where the bad guy was from Albany. Well, that was uh, isn't that uh, um, uh, that Nexium show?
2: Yeah, The Vow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess if you want to go in nonfiction, you got that. You got Alex Gibney's Client Nine, uh, the <laughs> Elliot Spitzer yeah. prostitution quite,
2: documentary. <laughs> quite a rogues gallery you're developing up there in Albany, New York. Yeah,
1: I guess that that is uh, very true. It's more nonfiction horror. I think even fucking <laughs> Ironweed was based on a true story. <laughs> yep. That sounds but, right. I,
2: this <laughs> this villain needs some charisma. This guy is not doing it for me. No, no, I don't know where they fucking
1: found this dude.
3: It's like sub Buddy Garrity. Like yes, kind of, oh like, yeah. I'm like, just you need a better actor or like a more charming fat
0: guy here. Yes.
1: It's this tra- is Charles Chaffee.
0: and then there's some other guy who's his number two who looks exactly like him, and both are so unappealing
1: i keep mixing up who is who well so there's yeah there's charles chaffee who's who's george grove you may know him uh he is in. we were actually just talking about this uh, we're doing back-to-back records today we just did the china syndrome episode he and where we bring up the film clute he's in clute he's in shaft uh a okay. fashion he was in the newsies movie i mean again there's um, nothing on the page that's the problem right and then there's the the other guy though who's like the the like you said Steve the number two and I think you're referring to Michael Pataki this other guy Jim Wilson yes who's the dude that he's in uh oh he's in Rocky four because he's one of the the Russians I think uh and then he's in like Halloween he did a lot of horror he's in Halloween four he's in graduation day but also like this is one of the most interesting credits I I found from this guy and I want to go back and see him in action in easy rider he's credited as mime number four <laughs> <laughs> but you're right these two fucking old ass white guys look exactly alike and it's just they're like
0: and he's like the boss that he's not and like that's it you know what i mean like that's the structure and, and like now, meanwhile oh, you are
2: you referring to the henchman at all the guy with the diamond in his tooth no that's a third guy okay yeah that's the other part of this nefarious uh military industrial complex organization that is fully embedded with the military in this movie. right and, and yes
1: yeah, and this kate- guy is like a
0: garbage like jaws knockoff exactly and what's her face and kate mulgrew is like you know she's a head. she's like an up and coming army officer on a base and like they're about she's to She's a major she's yeah, she's doing yeah. pretty
1: well so far
0: so she goes into this general's office played by George Coe, who I would have I mean there are so many people that I think are Lassard from police academy and this man
1: <laughs> <Yep>. is definitely <laughs>
0: Him. Really as well. George George Co. pulled the wool over your eyes too? I thought it was Lasard. I it, really did. He's <laughs> is he Punky
3: Brewster or not Punky Brewster? He's not Punky Brewster either. Okay, that's there, what I was getting. No,
2: in. the guy from Police Academy is literally Punky Brewster's See, that's the thing. Lasard,
1: oh, okay. and Punky Brewster's adopted father are the same person. Okay. And yeah, then there we go. and then you've got the guy from Empty Nest is somebody
0: else also in this realm.
1: Then there's <laughs> that and those two guys, Lasard and that <sighs> guy from Empty Nest and The Golden Girls. Yes. Uh, was who I always got confused with. But like George Coe was in like the first Stepford Wives and like Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, he died like five years ago. He was on West Wing for a fashion, he, I oh, think. Well, he voiced uh, Woodhouse on Archer, which is kind of yeah. Yes. yes, that was one <laughs> of the bigger uh, modern things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so this dude just... Wore- oh, funny enough, actually, just looking at his IMDb, he also was on The Golden Girls at some point george cole um, but, was like kind
3: of the john mccain in the west wing it was kind of oh, weird Oh, okay yes
1: yes 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 that's exactly right um but so yeah. he, he's the, the 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 general who's also in on it and she's just like
0: listen there's some some irregularities here and there and i want to figure out what they are and he's like i better <laughs> alert my de- devious master about this information <laughs> and meanwhile yeah, willful exactly. brimley is like watching on a computer go, like, ha that's some hell of a movie. I'm not
1: in, <laughs> dude. He may as well have like a big old like Dr Pepper and Mr Popcorn situation because all he is doing is watching the movie along with us. Uh, now, Mr
3: Director here, uh, do you want me to pronounce should my left butt cheek be a little up in the air or <laughs> my right butt cheek be a little up in the air for this take? Uh, I, I I I could go either way. You know, this is my process.
1: Um And Kate Mulgrew's whole thing as this major is she is responsible for sort of overseeing you know the weapons that the military is purchasing from this dude Grove. So she's like, well, you know, Mr. Grove, there's going to be the AR-60 <laughs> test uh, pretty soon. We'll be uh, checking that out. I'm sure it'll be a very stimulating scene in this film. I can't wait to do it with you.
0: It's an excellent Kate Mulgrew, by the way. because oh, She's just Catherine much. Hepburn. She really it's is. It's
1: just it really is. You just like sort of dial back the mid Atlanticness <clears throat> of a Catherine Hepburn impression, and you find yourself smack dab in the middle of a Kate Mulgrew impression. <laughs> I actually
2: yeah. looked looked her up today because I was like, where is she from? This is yes. not America. Yep. I thought she you might have been Canadian, like Shatner.
1: No, she's from like Iowa or something, yes, isn't she? That's correct. Love that Kate Mulgrew, man. She's coming back, uh, yeah, by so, the
2: way. They're, they're doing a cartoon
0: series, I think,
1: of, of uh, Kate Mulgrew, of of Janeway. Really? Yeah, they're doing it's a it's some it's CBS All Access. I don't entirely know what it is. It's like I don't a either. Star Trek show that's like geared towards kids in some way, and she is returning as Captain Janeway yeah. to Ooh. do something with it, which she, is pretty badass.
3: She is very similar to Catherine Hepburn, minus the opportunities.
2: Yeah. Yes. They never, she they never gave her, her any chance you're to right. do this I think she was stuck in, in TV. I mean, in a way that a big franchise like Star Trek or Star Wars is a curse. I mean, it really is.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, you know, Star Trek giveth, Star Trek taketh away, man. She would have been a good in
3: like an Alan Parker movie, Robert Altman type stuff. He, she'd been great.
0: Um, <laughs> also, she was also famously tricked for uh, narrating a documentary claiming that the sun revolves around the earth. <laughs> oh,
1: yes. <laughs> I oh, forgot about yes. that. Yes. That was, like, recently,
0: <laughs> That was, like, it? a couple of years ago. Was and, it? like, she's like, I didn't know it. Listen, guys, the check came
1: in, blah, blah, blah. But
0: it's That's pretty fucking, fucking funny.
4: Wow.
1: You know what's not funny is the running gag of uh, Joel Gray's character, Chun, uh, okay. or to hear Wilfred Brimley say it, Chun! <laughs> uh... The gag of him, like, being obsessed with, like, soap operas. Yeah. Oh, it oh is. yeah. And
0: it's the mid-80s, and maybe that joke just aged poorly. But, like, I feel like I've seen that a trillion times. Oh, here's this, like, butch whatever guy. Uh-oh, he's really into soap operas. That's hilarious.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like, the, the core of that joke is, like, uh, like, the other is a fan of a thing that's not, quote-unquote, for them. Exactly. Like, that is, like, the thesis of that joke. And I feel you get this a lot. In movies, and again, I I can't pinpoint any in the moment, but like a movie where like an alien is taking in culture, mm-hmm. or like a Harry and the Hendersons, to, like right. did Harry and the, did Harry watch television? anyway? you know, like that kind of a thing. I think and a it's, little it's, bit, but and it's always like yeah. soap operas or daytime TV.
3: Mm-hmm. Imagine Tommy Boy and like Christopher Farley and David Spade, like pretending not to know the carpenters. Farley.
2: <laughs> Christopher Farley, yes, Christopher <laughs> <Okay>. Farley. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> okay. okay, continue that. What were they not knowing?
3: Like not knowing like the carpenters because it's too. Like, it, it, it's, right. it's 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 vulnerable right. or sensitive to know who the Carpenters oh, right. in, are. Imagine in, in, that, yeah. except for they're not playing it for comedy.
2: Right. right. That You're referring to when they're driving around, they're listening to the radio, and they pretend like, what is this music? No, and no, then they no, no, no. both secretly love it.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is, that is such but, a fucking great joke, yeah, though. Yeah, it's hilarious. But, like,
2: for
3: Joel Gray to just be like, yes, this is what I like. Okay. And it's
1: a dumb thing, too, where he's like, Oh yes, like this is the most honorable of all American entertainment or the only the only valuable contribution to the arts America has ever given because it's about family and honor and business and respect. And then the gag is Remo Williams is like, it's a darn soap opera. <laughs> and you're just like, I wish fucking anything else was on my television the only right thing now. that
0: remo williams has going for him as a character is he wants to eat like pure shit all yep. the time right and Big like cheeseburger head well not even cheeseburger like he's getting cans of shit like <laughs> oh like, man a little hormel chili i think he's eating Hormel chili like it's fucking cuisine <laughs> and like he's trying to sneak it in with chun and chun is like no you have to eat brown rice and whatever else and like he keeps like you know downplaying american food which he's probably right about uh there's a fun scene where he's fucking around in chun's apartment he has to go on all these poles to like uh, ascend to something and that kind of never comes back like you expect that to be like I oh think- and then at the end of the movie he's gonna do that right well, I right
2: th- i think they try to call that back with the scaffolding oh, right. on the statue of liberty again, but again a thing that should happen that, at the end of the movie if that was the end of the movie we might have something here
1: you're totally right man just what a fucking botch job and i'm sorry like if, if ending your movie on top of the Statue of Liberty was good enough for Alfred Hitchcock, <laughs> it's good enough for you, Remo Williams. As opposed
0: to a fucking dirt fucking field, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, totally. In the middle of, like I don't know, suburban Pennsylvania, like,
2: nobody cares. Also, He's but- hanging
1: off a log! That's the end of the movies! He's throwing logs at people like
2: Donkey <laughs> Kong. In this non-stop training, we also get like ledge running, of course, a very important skill. Oh, yeah. But Joe Gray <laughs> also mentions that the House of Sinanju, which is the Korean what town he's yes. from that originated everything, we're, and this is sort of like a Raz al Ghul type of thing that they were responsible for the deaths of notable historical oh, figures such yep. as Alexander the Great, mm-hmm. Napoleon, <laughs> and Robin Hood. -hmm. Genghis Khan also. They fucking killed Genghis Khan. They killed Robin Hood. (laughs) Yeah, what is what is (laughs) that one about (laughs)
0: specifically? And the joke is like, well, he was a bandit. It's like, Jesus Christ, who am I working for here? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And there's a bullshit
1: thing, like Remo Williams is like, oh, that's ridiculous, Chun. Everybody knows Napoleon died in his bed. And Chun's like but did he and you're like oh man i okay. don't give a
3: fuck okay okay remo in, in yes honestly yes maybe we should have intervened with hitler but we decided to let him roll <laughs> honestly
1: <laughs> really? uh,
2: hitler i trained hitler adolf came and he he did the houses san Anju very well he did the polls Not- guess
1: they uh, they had zero beef with
2: hirohito huh <laughs> <laughs> he did he ran around on the polls and then he uh, ran around on the polls if you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh my god <laughs> It's yes, Hitler and Hirohito.
0: Very good. But Stalin was the best. <laughs> um, and there's also like this gag where, like, you don't know how old he is. He could be hundreds of years old. Because who could know
1: with those people, I
2: guess? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what that joke is, dude. And you can fucking stick it up your ass. But screenplay. So, so, we
0: can, so basically, Kate Mulgrew has to go to New York for... Oh, first of all, there is a training thing of yes. the AR-60 that kills some
1: dude, which is kind of fun it misfires and fucking blows this dude's head off. And it's kind of a funny thing where like they're running the training simulation or whatever. And all these dudes are firing this AR 60, Uh, which I'm sure makes all these militia people in Montana hard watching this movie. And then like this one guy, they're like, a guy like kind of strays off the course and he's like, geez, there's something wrong with my gun here. And all the other army people start making fun of him like, oh, hey, Johnson, you know, you're going off track there. Oh, Johnson's fucking it up again. This guy (laughs) is just like click, boom, and his fucking skull explodes due to the backfire of it. This
3: is exactly where you can tell what the difference between this and, and the James Bond stuff is. Because... Usually after something like this and she's like I'm going to tell everybody about this. This is you know this we have to go back to square one. And like you would just see like the military be like no we aren't. Yes. And yeah. This time it's the actual villain like stuffing his shirt back into his pants, have a hot dog in his mouth, being like ah yeah you can't do that. Ah, could you please not do that to me please? Yeah yeah, we'll kill you. Ah like no subtext whatsoever, no subtlety, no. just like yes. blam, we'll kill you. Yep,
0: and it's great because <laughs> so she goes to New York and to do
1: something. I literally can't care. Uh, we get some great uh, footage of Brian Park, which made me very homesick. A little yes, bit. yes, dude, man, I saw those shots of Forty Second Street, and I was like, oh yeah, that's where like the fucking eye doctor school is right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, there just, is
2: a, there is a lot of good on on location New York in this movie. Eventually, we see one of them, one of the dudes leave via ferry. I mean actually Remo Remo Williams gets tossed into the fucking East River at the start. So there's good New York moments at least.
1: You get um there's uh I mean it's in the doll's dog dick training sequences so you can't even think about it but like he t- uh Chun takes him to Coney Island and he's making him like climb the Wonder Wheel. Yes. Uh and everybody get a look at this carnival barker? Oh yeah. Uncle Lewis from Christmas Vacation, the yes, blessing. Yes, yes. William Hickey. Yes, dude, I couldn't believe it. It was so, and he gets a at the end of the movie. It he gets a in the credits, and William Hickey as Scumbag Carnival Barker, <laughs> like whatever the line is. They didn't move to a
4: new house.
5: <laughs> it's a popover. <laughs>
4: Graze! <laughs> Graze! You're not doing anything constructive. Why don't you go in there and get my stogie?
1: <laughs> oh, man. I watch that movie every year, and mm-hmm. it's a masterpiece. The best. Um, Yeah. Oh, actually, around here it, at... at Nothing to do with anything because it's just more training sequence stuff. But we're we're really reinforcing the fucking horribleness of it all. Joel Gray watching television again, back to his soaps, while he's like sitting on his fingertips. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just, I uh-huh. really just hate it. I uh-huh. just, just hate it.
0: Around the Brian Park scene, he runs into the the henchman with the diamond tooth. They kind of get into it. So now, like, they are aware of the because they've been following Kate Mulgrew. They're now aware right. of this other organization that may or may not exist called cure that's out to get them. So like the heat is kind of on, this leads to the statue of Liberty scene, which is the best scene in the movie by yeah. a
2: mile big time.
0: And like, um, uh, uh, Chun is like, you have to get over your fear of heights. So we're going to be at the top of statue of Liberty with all the scaffolding, which is
1: right. Right. And so while the, while he's up there with the scaffolding, Mr. Fucking diamond tooth guy hires, I guess the three most crooked construction workers in the five boroughs. <laughs> yeah. Cuz like the scene cuts to like the base of the uh, uh, you know in Liberty Island like the base of the statue and it's just this diamond tooth dude like paying off these yes. three guys and it's like i think he's counting like the number of 20 dollar bills cuz it's like a you know 25 26 kind I, of a but, thing i just
2: love how it's like oh american james bond who would he fight well, i don't know construction
3: workers <laughs> yeah and, and but these like, construction workers are doing like proto parkour and like yes. they're acting
1: like polecats
3: cats from mad-, mad max fury road
1: they're like i mean it's i guess you're supposed to buy the idea of like they're just up there all the time they're much more comfortable on the um, swinging from the rafters. Yeah, or
3: we specialize in uh, contru- uh construction
0: assassinations.
3: <laughs> well, we yeah, only exactly. do it at construction sites. We can't do it anywhere else. Sorry.
0: But they're also like demons from hell because they're like giggling the whole time. Yeah. it's yes. it's
1: very creepy. I
0: will these give it They, got, they, they g-
1: go like one to ten on the evil scale pretty quickly. Yeah,
2: I think these are the guys. that got Hoffa,
1: <laughs> probably.
2: <laughs> put a, put them on a put them in the foundation.
1: So they're, like, chasing him all around and everything. And all I'm thinking about is, like, man, the movie Saboteur is really fucking great. Mm-hmm. Wish that was on anyway. Uh, so, you know, they're chasing him and everything. And then, like, at one point he jumps on something and, like, a bag of wrenches falls off. Yes. And they think that he fell to his death. And they all kind of, like, you know, they give up. Like, ah, job's done or whatever. And there's one guy that just goes, okay, guys, it's Miller time. And these two other assassins are like, yeah! Yeah! so i guess like a bag of fucking wrenches fell and they thought that that dude was dead whatever they get into the elevator but remo's
0: alive and he starts to attack them and again i mean like this is they cut between like obviously a model of the statue of liberty and the statue of liberty was close so they do get a lot of really close shots it's
1: cool it's very cool yeah I will it works it, out it, well they they for all the stuff where they had to be close yes. on the statue i was reading they built like a life-size replica of that part of it in some space in Mexico or something like that. But you do get a ton of, and it's very interesting, like time, you know, documentation through cinema, like like you just said, Steve, like the, the Statue of Liberty in, when they, so the film of the movie, like 84 or whatever, was under construction. And like that scaffolding was real all over and, it, which is
3: pretty great to use it in the movie. And most Bonds, at least these days, would not let like 30 minutes go by without a scene like this coming back. Yes. And also, you would have more of fucking Remo Williams talking with the villain, like a tete a tete. Like, you're supposed to know each other. But since this guy is, you know, might as well be a used car salesman.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) I mean, I think they try to get at that. I mean, we kind of jumped over it, but in Kate Mulgrove outside Brian Park, um, Remo Williams does try to hit on her unsuccessfully in the elevator, and then he starts strangling the diamond tooth guy who's in a car and. A policewoman tells him to stop, and it would be cool if, like, maybe she knew him. Maybe there was some tension at all with his past yeah. life in New York.
1: Oh yes, so cool. what, oh yes, of course. Like he was a cop. Like yeah, exactly. You know, like Martin or whatever his yeah, name I mean, was. There yeah.
2: needs to be I'm, there needs to be something of his past to come back and bite him. I know he was the perfect candidate or whatever, but I need there to be a movie to be a movie. No, <laughs> yeah, I agree. just yes, exactly. being a
0: movie would be cool. And he, he
2: just quickly <laughs> dispatches these
1: dudes, and it's kind of funny. He throws them around. and, and he they, do, But here's the thing, man. He doesn't kill them. Yeah, you're an assassin, fuck right? Fuck this, right? Fuck this. Like, kill these guys. Like, he knocks one dude unconscious, and the guy just, like, falls in the, the floor of the elevator. Another dude gets knocked out. And then, like, there's one guy that he pushes, and I was like, oh, red, he fucking... Cause there's like a rope involved, and you can't tell what's going on. And he pushes him out of the elevator car. And I was like, "Oh, cool!" He just hung that guy. And then when they cut to the exterior, and you can see what's going on, it's the guy's hanging from his ankle. And I'm like, uh, "No, yeah. murder
2: these men! Uh, you know how we, you, murder them. You know how easy it is to make like an elevator, well, I don't. Not that I'm speaking from experience, but you know how easy it is for to make an elevator go haywire and go crash. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do that. Super easy. It would be easy to film. It would not cost you a lot to up this body count. The one guy that loses his
1: life in this scene dies accidentally because yes. yeah, <laughs> he's getting chased by some goons. And you see Remo Williams use this magic shit before Joel Grey does because Remo fucking runs across like these dudes are working and in the construction area he runs across some wet cement all these guys are like hey man that's wet cement what are you doing and he runs across it and this other like goon chases him and he goes to run across the cement and whoops it turns out it's very deep cement Remo Jesus Christ did his way across it and this dude just drowns yeah it's and I'm pretty like, cool and
2: no one okay no one there Tries to help him whatsoever. Nope.
1: nope, dude. It's like he fucking went down for the count pretty quickly. Just take a quick look around. (laughs) All right, nobody saw (laughs) it. Nobody, no cameras. That dude was never here, fellas. Fellas, does anybody have a really long stick (laughs) or a
3: pole or something to stick that? Maybe he
0: could get out. I don't know. It doesn't take. You know, it's not lava. Like that dude had to drown in that cement for minutes, dude. That is a rough way to go.
1: It's pretty.
0: There's a lot of time to save him. I'm, I'm thinking yes yeah exactly and then there's one more guy uh who's about to get him but uh-oh chun gets him
1: with a karate kick or something oh that's right chun does interfere yeah and that's,
0: and that's and this is sort of like so the next scene is wilford brimley and mac and remo sitting down together and being like oh man they're to us you know this is such a secret society. I'll <laughs> fucking kill myself if we're found out, <laughs> and and Mac will kill himself, and Remo, guess what? You're also gonna kill yourself. I, I have to,
3: I have to correct you a little bit here, Steve. Okay. He, you said sitting down together. He's already <laughs> sat. He, <laughs> That's uh, fair. Wilfer Brimley's already on his ass.
0: <laughs> he remained seated while but they the idea- sit next to him. But the He's idea is, like, like I'm, we're all going to kill ourselves. And I'm like, yo, Jim Jones, you want to fucking cut me in on the picture
1: before I take my own life? <laughs> exactly, man, because Brimley's like you see it right here goddamn what it's around my neck at all times a good old-fashioned cia heart attack pill and then matt the thing with mac though is really weird because the like Wilfred brimley is just like i'm gonna take this pill it simulates a heart attack and i'll be dead and then mac's like yeah or how about my plan all of a sudden a sales clerk finds a man laying <laughs> he fell over in the dressing room of a haberdashery a bullet through his own head. i'm like why are you going to those lengths for that suicide well, sir well
3: Remo you might uh you might find a news story that told of a guy who was split in two because he tied himself to two horses and spanked <laughs> their asses
0: my, oh yeah Remo my thing is I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna change my name to Mr. Hands move to the Pacific Northwest and be fucked to death by a horse you like that Chris yes I do it's a good one I like that I do love but like and, like the idea I think I think bri even says is like we will not embarrass the presidency, and I'm like, I don't know, man, they could withstand whatever this scandal is, which I'm not even clear
2: about again also, before like, I kill like, myself. Just yep. having three people as part of an organization that's not a real that's not a real thing. You need more than three people exactly.
0: you need somebody in accounting, you need
1: somebody else, you even, know, like even a secretary- an overworked secretary, give me something sure. here. At least M had money, Penny. Exactly. Also, I love that in all of this, Brimley and uh, Mac keep saying that it's like this three-person organization. I don't know, man. Does that mean fucking Chun doesn't get the invite to the Christmas party?
3: (laughs) Oh... (laughs) <laughs> technically speaking, uh, he is a, a contractual employee. not—he's right, not, exactly he's not right. on staff. Technically, you know, he comes up for review every every year.
4: Now, he might have killed Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he does not get a check every weekly like you do, Webo. We cannot be just <laughs> paying for health insurance for everybody. I'm he sorry. I that's what the perb is what
1: he is. Well, it's the pre-existing condition of maybe being 200 years old or (laughs) something. I don't know. Uh But the funny thing is like, you know, Fred, Fred Ward is trying to play, you know, his Remo's reaction to like the suicide plan, right? As like, he's like a little sort of like shocked and disturbed by it, but like you don't know anything nor do you care about any of these characters so that weighing on this character doesn't matter to you as the audience member well there's this weird part um it's around here they're like all right
0: we have to infiltrate um whatever grove's secret to base to find information mm-hmm. uh and by the way uh he's like oh well who would kill me it's like well chun would that's why and he's like right oh, he would there's a scene that's cut from this movie which uh you'd probably want which is where um remo calls him little father earlier and like chun kind of like spurns him but you know at that point at least in the deleted scene mm-hmm. that he loves chun at that point right which, yeah you know, that could have been helpful because like at this point he's like you would kill me wouldn't you chun he's like yes i would and it's like okay and he he gets like really sad and chun's out of the movie for a real long time yeah. and it's like that's something i need in the movie it, yes i yep. mean
2: it would be any type of mo- emotional weight whatsoever which this movie has none of and it, there's no reason for this movie to be two hours long
1: absolutely put not. that scene absolutely back
2: not. in cut out some of the training
3: their relationship is essentially that of two employees, one who made a good excuse for them being late. <laughs> That's about yes, the bonds yes. they've formed in the fucking hour and a half we've been watching this movie.
1: Uh, so Remo and Mac have to break into this facility to get some information on Grove. Which, and this the, is? Did you, yeah.
2: you guys pick up on this? It was like there's like a satellite or something that Grove is working on called the Harp.
1: Oh harp, dude, I, th- I was thinking of you the whole time yes, every time they said
2: it because harp with two As was an actual you know government conspiracy theory about controlling the weather, and right I mean, I don't even know why we're going th- through the ar-60 shit which comes up again later in the movie yes when we have harp here like why don't we pick the one thing and harp could be a a more of a scary thing i mean brimley earlier in the film alludes to that grove is big in the star wars crowd he doesn't mean the convention circuit he means (laughs) the program yeah the reagan military program i feel like we could have gone a little bit better than rifles and we try to hear, but then we give it up so fast.
4: Well, a
3: shit remote, here's the thing is what a Ronnie has up there is a big volleyball net for whenever a <laughs> missile tries to hit the United States of America. It's a big <laughs> volleyball net and it stops them all.
4: And, and then <laughs> Superman grabs it,
2: wraps it around, tosses that shit in the sun. <laughs> it's all I mean, part of the quest
1: for peace, you see. you're totally right though eric because like a weather control thing or even getting more involved in the star wars defense system that's more bond territory this whole notion of like this arms manufacturer might get fucked over because there's a design defect in his fucking killing weapon like so basically
2: the rifles are being assembled like not perfectly oh great I'm glad we have a movie about this good
0: (laughs) (laughs) but they go to the secret facility where they uncover this satellite and I mean like this is probably the second best scene in the movie also not the ending with the dogs is kind of fun
1: some great dog acting here these like uh you know whatever they are Doberman Pinschers or whatever like chasing him around and what and they're
0: like super smart which is kind of hilarious like every time he thinks he outsmarts them and this is good Fred Ward acting
3: yeah I love this scene in Father of the Bride (laughs) <laughs> it is
1: right really <laughs> you're totally right wow but there is the, there's a great line where like he jumps up uh you know onto some higher scaffolding and he looks down and he's like well let's see you get up here and then these dogs like literally like team up like do some dog teamwork to pull this other ladder down and like crawl up it's kind of funny it is,
0: it is, it is. and like meanwhile mac is doing other stuff Remo, I literally, I'll literally i be honest with you guys, I looked away for a little bit and all of a sudden he's in a room with the, uh, a satellite and lasers are shooting yeah. at him. I'm like, what Wait, so movie did, am I
1: watching? But did you miss the fucking him getting his dick bit? Yes, I did. Oh my God, dude. theres It's fucking ridiculous. So you've got these attack dogs, right? And then he fucking falls through this window. And then this guy, Grove, I mean, I guess money can buy you anything because this guy in this <laughs> facility... Has attack rats because these <laughs> oh, rats yes. just oh, come in. Yeah. And the rat, like, goes up his pant leg and he falls over because he's all scared about it. But then this rat is chomping on this dude's fucking schlong. Nice. It's ridiculous. And I guess the thing is, though, you're supposed to be laughing. I laughing. I well, laughing. Oh, this was a I wasn't chuckling. Well, oh, I, I wasn't chuckling. They, I
2: was, yeah, I was turned on for that scene.
3: I was going to say, if, they're, if, <laughs> if you're going to have this and it's going to be a bomb movie, like, you would have your Grove, you know, your big villain. Like, he explains, like, this is my a moon evaporating yes. ray. That's Show right. him training these nut-eating rats. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him with the cheese and, like, the little, like, testicles that he dangles up in their face. Like, that's- Oh,
1: hello, Mr. Williams. So glad <laughs> you could join us today while I'm training my rats. Yes.
2: But, I mean, that's a great point because Grove is so he's 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 a piece of toast nothing vapor yeah he's nothing he's nothing in this movie give me something give me mustache twirling of any degree i don't he doesn't have to know remo williams it doesn't have to be directly a james bond thing but flesh out this character well give me a
0: scar on his face even that i'll take exactly
2: make it you know what honestly especially because it's called Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, cartoon it up. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of <laughs> yep. having
3: his handler just die in the field in this scene, <laughs> have him get like taken by Grove, and Grove tortures and kills him.
0: Well, he so- does get taken by Grove, and he kills himself, Chris.
3: Oh, but, but yeah, but like at, at the point where you're just shot, you're like, oh, he's probably dead, right? I mean, he's all man. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm over here.
1: It does, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Because it's not like... Uh, Grove is like, I'm going to definitely get information out of yeah. you, uh, Mac. You know, he's just, it's this nonsense scene of he's in a hospital bed and everybody leaves him unattended and he fucking cuts the life support and kills himself. Okay. Yeah,
3: and like the whole thing is like, well, he's going to die anyway. Okay, next scene.
1: Yep. i like, <laughs> what the had, fuck? Who cares? He gives, he gets shot in the back. He falls over. He gives Remo Williams a tape with like, I guess some sort of
2: harp related information on Mm -hmm. it and he says you could stop him son Mm.
1: right and then Um, uh brumley gets the tapes like oh this
4: is such interesting information my goodness what a movie we're doing here and he's just (laughs) like oh wow
0: you know like and the thing is like well you know That hop was always supposed to explode, and he's just going to make the American people pay for Hop Two and Hop Three and all sorts of different ways.
2: This was a nice moment because it's just like no one's going to be caring about whatever happened to Hop One because by then they'll have a contract on Hop Two, Hop Three, and it's like probably. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's a good good point, Brimley. That's good realism here.
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. But again, like it doesn't exactly raise the stakes in this action movie. (laughs) He's he's like, you know what?
0: Instead of us getting a big tax bill on some phony satellites, why don't you go kill that guy for me,
2: Remo Williams? (laughs) Goddamn, I'm tired of paying taxes on (laughs) fake satellites. And this is what's crazy about it, too, is because then we're getting into the third act here where Remo Williams has to like go undercover on a military base to kill this guy. And it just feels like... There should be an easier way to this, kill this guy.
3: All this army based stuff just bled together in a mess yep. of nothing to me. I like
2: Yep. I, there's a
3: Lee Iacocca reference at yes. some point. I almost died. Absolutely. <laughs> Eric, this
0: reminded me of like the third act of a TJ Hooker episode. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just we're in a really cheap location, we're gonna stay there for a really long time, and it's just, you know, a couple of fights here and there, and the credits are gonna happen. Yep. Yeah. It's Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, Because again, like 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 you guys, we've been saying the entire time, like Statue of Liberty is a big fucking thing. That's an ending. Even like the weird facility with the laser thing big enough you know it's like getting smaller somehow yeah Mm -hmm. if
2: if i was able to restructure this film in some way even though i wouldn't want to keep all this stuff move the military base to the start of the movie exactly do the fucking harp satellite explosion in the middle and then end on the fucking statue of liberty it
3: goes you're right it goes decreasing from the the statue of liberty to the laser room with the satellite to a gas chamber (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Now, this is actually an, an interest. Now, this is where it gets the most bondish, I feel, yes. is Kate Mulgrew and Remo Williams meet up, and they're walking along, and they get trapped in a room by the Diamond Tooth guy, and they're going to gas them is the idea right yes, and he, yes.
0: he does gas them they're gassing yeah. that there's no way out but diamond tooth guy i guess was really close to those guys on the fucking statue of liberty oh right because he puts out a gas mask and gets it like mulgrew passes out remo's surviving barely uh and the, g- the gas mask guy comes in he's like i'm gonna beat you
4: up because this is for my friends of the statue of liberty just
0: just
2: let him <laughs> gas to death
4: Dad, yeah, boy, and, like, you, like,
2: cat, and he, Look, it's creepy because he's like, laughing the whole time. Like, that's creepy, but, dude. But this is the best part of the movie, almost. Oh, oh my God. He, this is like too much. He grabs the dude and uh-huh. starts using huh. his tooth to scratch huh. the fucking glass pane uh. to make it crack because he's got a diamond tooth. So he's using the diamond to cut the glass. And you see
0: this right. guy's mouth like slide off and you hear the noise. And literally every hair on my body is standing up right now. <laughs> I'm not yeah. kidding. It's Heesh. quite effective.
3: Perhaps, perhaps not quite worth it for your friends who had a rolled ankle and a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <And> then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They weren't even murdered.
2: And I feel like Remo Williams kind of like... Bets it all on that tooth because he's like, okay, I scratched the glass twice. I'm gonna jump into it head first at full speed. Luckily, it's so dumb.
1: I mean, he makes like, he makes an X, so it's like there's a part where there's like it crosses over. It's the, now there's a definite weak point in it.
5: Yeah,
2: but like then just take that dude and throw him through it. Yes, do you, Even, you know? I, yes, that would be we could get some dummy work. It would be it would be a more fun movie if. He actually really punished the flesh of these men
0: you know what it reminded me of and i think this movie must have been in out uh, Al- in uh, whatever prison they keep sean connery in in the rock because he does that with the quarter whoa yeah. why oh. am i not surprised you <laughs> piece of shit? oh
1: whoa mac i'm gonna haunt you from beyond the grave now Another <laughs> they're ho- hunting each other in the afterlife Oh, oh, Womack! Oh, right! Yep. Oh, man, I forgot he was dead. Man, then it's the a suite
4: d- at the Fairmont Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> in, in some snacks and cold drinks, Womack, and <laughs> hell for you. All the best people are dead. They are sadly.
1: <laughs> uh, stay tuned for uh, some Sean Connery programming. Oh, we you yeah. Thinking about it. Um. Yeah. So he he, th- he throws himself through this window, and then I guess gets Kate Mulgrew out of there. They escape into the woods, and because you know everybody in the theater was fucking clamoring for more Chun. Where's Chun? Here he <laughs> comes at the end of the movie for no reason. He's yeah. He like
0: rescues Remo again. And he's like you're here, and he's like well I've always oh no not not yet. Like he's like you're here. Blah blah blah. And now they're all together in a van that just kind of gets like
1: run off the road. Dude, and here's here's the thing here is the thing like there's so much of this movie where like you can sort of get a whiff of an action sequence about to start (laughs) and then it stops right like that gas chamber sequence if it's a bond movie bond not only has to break out of that gas chamber but then he has to get himself and Kate Mulgrew out of the facility which is him encountering more thugs along the way and whatever right that doesn't happen it's like he jumps through and that's the end of it then it's like they steal the truck from these two dudes this is the lee iacocca joke and he drives off and you're like okay well i guess they're going down like a kind of crazy like mountain range the brakes go out on the car and you're like oh okay so here's the big like action scene with the truck nope that just fucking goes off a cliff they all jump out or whatever and then like any kind of car chase momentum is just stopped dead again in the movie yep I absolutely oh and also the all this shit with chun right here where he sees kate mulgrew and he's like oh my god it's a disgusting woman what are you doing here women should be home fucking making babies uh, and whatnot aren't i a stinker <laughs> <laughs> And, like the, and the best part Christ. of doing this
0: while wearing Asian face and making a, and, and having a horrible accent isn't that fun yep. yeah come on yep. now spanky let's go home <laughs> and they sort of realize um Chun survives kind of a thing and this is when he's like you are like my son or whatever and it's like yeah. and the okay, gets all little, choked
2: little father yes a
0: little Uh, father comes in and so
1: he's uh, Remo Williams is like "All right, you you guys hang out here Uh, you know I'm gonna go fucking blissfully finish up this movie as fast as I can (laughs) and so like Chun is there with Kate Mulgrew and she's going you know she's just saying like I can't believe Remo's leaving us here what are we gonna do blah 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 and he just does a I'm gonna do a magic pressure point to like shut this woman up it's like that is the joke is like this
2: fucking woman
1: is running her mouth too much and I'm gonna to just like grab her wrist so she like goes fucking paralyzed and what, stops talking
2: what i was expecting to happen here is earlier in the film when chun is making like dinner yes. of like rice or whatever he's saying like oh sex and whatever you want to know about sex like if you touch a woman if you if you touch a woman's like wrist and and you you mimic the 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 pace of her pulse she will have an orgasm or something so i thought chun was like fucking giving getting her off here but apparently not Uh,
1: yeah, so, like, he's running through the forest. There's just this nonsense scene where he's, like, dodging a bunch of explosions because they're all, like, firing these guns again, (sighs) I think is the idea.
2: Like, like the base is on full alert. Everyone's trying to find him. There's, like, Bandit 1 and all these troops going to try to find him, and and eventually they get to the point where it's like, I've detected a human signature 50 feet above the ground.
1: (laughs) Oh, right, yeah, and he's hanging onto this tree trunk that... What is going on here? Is this a logging operation that he's stumbled upon? Why is this military base cool. lo- moving this uh, log
2: around? It'd be cool if we knew anything. But we don't. Yeah. Nope.
1: And
0: yeah. uh, George Coe uh, and villain number one and villain number two all get in, this, <laughs> in one van together to stop him.
1: All right, soldier, nail that commie son of a bitch. That's right, and he won't
0: this do it. So they, they throw
1: this guy off, and then they start
0: firing.
2: <laughs> I like this. The soldier's like, "Well, he's not going anywhere." <laughs> yes, and yeah. Grove hits him in the face with the butt of the rifle. I thought it was pretty extreme.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, a little bit of an overreaction from mm-hmm. Grove here. Uh, but then, so he like Grove starts firing at Remo. You guys get this fucking Fred Ward delivery here? No he's hanging on to this log or whatever and it's like the gunfire is raining down on him and you just hear fred ward go oh no <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like that level of like oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah then he like takes out a fucking machine gun that's on the truck and he's really trying to kill this guy and it just does not work um remo williams decides the move is he's gonna let this log go Right on, like a bunch of other logs, those logs then fall down a hill, nail this jeep. All these motherfuckers go flying and explode,
2: right? Now, this is like Remo Williams is like, I'm gonna ewalk these fuckers. <laughs> he, <laughs> he does, does. He
1: Ewoks them, dude,
2: cleaning their clocks with the magic of the fucking power of the ewalks. <laughs> but then, like, you think Grove is taken out, but of course, Grove comes back for one last scare.
1: Dude, and this—the makeup department here. I mean, I guess they just—they were so concerned about making Joel Gray look as impeccable as he does in this movie (laughs) that they couldn't bother to make this motherfucker look like he had just been in a Jeep explosion. (laughs) I mean, this guy walks out of the woods like he's fucking hungover.
2: (laughs) He's got like a little bit of blood near the side (laughs) of his face. (laughs) Right, like I said, (laughs) hungover.
1: Ooh, ow, yeah, exactly. Just holding his arm. (laughs) <laughs> you're like, wow,
2: I think I messed up my wrist. And now we got a call back to Chun's ability That's to dodge right. bullets and Remo Williams is now full on Dodging these bullets that Grove is shooting, it's a bit fantastical. Well, he's honestly, Eric,
0: we saw two hours of him training. So was that enough for you to understand that he could do it, or no? Well, great, you know,
1: great point though, Steve, because there is a there's a mention at one point. So when he's running around, he's diving through piles of sand out on Coney Island or whatever, and Mac is like, "Hey, I need to borrow Remo Williams. Like, there's a mission that he has to do already. When do you think he's ready? Going to be ready?" And Chung's like uh chun's like oh yeah maybe in 15 years four and a half if we're lucky it seems to me <laughs> like the month of training because remo is like i've been living in this apartment for a month mm-hmm. at one point so that's it he's had a month of training right. It seems to me diving magically through piles yeah, of sand sure. running on uh wet cement you know all of this shit maybe is going to take a- more than uh 30 a- days andrew you're completely right he's a marty sue uh, and i fucking hate it so you know he kind of gets it a little bit of a the, the bullet dodging like we said he does the same thing that chun does at the beginning of the film to remo where he grabs the gun you know comically flicks all of the rounds out of the whatever the fuck and puts it back in the gun uh you know and kind of hands it he doesn't hand it back to him he just kind of like holds it or whatever and the guy goes like you know who are you uh, oh, no, well, he. this is what's weird. There's a, The flaming Jeep is, like, standing on the beach or whatever, and Remo, like, pushes this guy over it, like, like some fucking rowdy frat guy bending down behind him, and Remo <laughs> fucking tripped this yes, guy. Yes, exactly. Like, he pushes him over this car, and then the guy, like, stands up a little while later, and he's like, you know, who are you? And this, he just goes, Remo Williams, and fucking takes a twig... Yes, and uses his powerful hands that Joel Gray trained him to use to like sort of just rub this stick until it sets on fire and tosses the stick down in a gasoline pile and boom that guy finally boom dies. goes to dynamite he finally
2: yeah. dies like off screen you know you see the big truck, time you see the truck explode while Remo's walking away and it's yep. such a letdown this whole movie's a letdown.
1: It is it really, really is we get one shot, which is the greatest shot of the movie. We cut back, and like like the rest of the time, Wilfred Brimley has been watching the movie play out on his little supercomputer that he has. But the difference is he knows the mission was a success because he celebrated smoking a little bit of a pipe there. God damn it, gonna get my pipe out. It's my celebratory pipe. Remo
2: Williams did it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there is um. Joel
0: Gray does run on water here at the end, just to make it really. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah. he
2: left to go try to find where's Remo Williams, and that's oh my god, that whole
1: yeah. like I thought the movie was over, man. This is this is
2: abuse. So Joel Gray and, and Kate Mulgrew are waiting by the boat. Where is Remo Williams, right? So they see you know, so they see the explosion in the distance or whatever, and Joel Gray goes to try to find him. And Remo Williams comes to the dock. He's like, where the hell is Joel Gray? And then he's <laughs> across the fucking lake, and he's and the military is moving in, because you think this is like, holy fuck, now the heat is on. And right. Joel Gray runs across the water, but, uh-oh, looks like the military doesn't care that you infiltrated their base and murdered a defense contract. <laughs> no, they're like, nope. they like kind of cheer, don't they? Or not they're, really? They're, they're, like, they're, okay. they're like, okay, they're before they roll up, they're like, Kate Mulgrew is on our side, so be careful.
1: They're fully ready to assassinate but the, Remo Williams. But
2: they don't, they don't. They don't even pursue him. It's, it's crazy.
1: crazy. Well, I mean, they're kind of stunned because they just saw a fucking human being run on water, I guess. But then, like... So Remo and Chun uh, get away. Remo Williams' last dumbass line, because uh, you know Kate Mulgrew's like, "Who are you, people?" And she he goes, uh, "Would you believe we're the good guys?" <laughs> yeah, and fucking drives off. And then this other uh, military dude runs up, like, "Oh, Major, are you okay?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine." <laughs> uh, and then the movie just ends with Joel Grace standing on the fucking top of this boat being like, oh, we have to get back home because I'm really excited about all these soap opera plot lines, and that's like the end of the movie. (sighs) that's the joke. It's like, oh, man, I want to see
0: if little Johnny can walk again, or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, boy. Can't wait for the adventure to continue, (laughs) Jun. Keep that (laughs) racist makeup on ice, because
4: Remo 2 is coming, baby! All right, uh, Remo,
3: you earned this. Here's your own
4: heart attack pill. (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly, dude. In case we ever have to kill ourselves for Lord God, President Reagan.
1: (laughs) Uh, This movie didn't have a sequel. It had a follow-up failed TV movie. Uh, that I guess they tried to make it into a series. It was a no-go, so it's like this 48-minute nothing thing called Remo Williams, The Prophecy. I haven't watched it yet. It is on, Netflix, or on YouTube with Roddy McDowell as Chun, oh. and you better believe we're still fucking fixing his face ah. up like fucking the garbage people that we are. <laughs> who, plays,
2: who plays Remo Williams, though?
1: A, an actor named Jeffrey Meek uh he in 1998 to 1999 uh did some sort of mortal combat thing <laughs> sure. i don't know I mean, sure. it's just
3: really a name you could see up on the marquee
2: <laughs> jeffrey yeah, meek he's... wait what is this though hold the phone Hold the phone. okay, I'm I'm holding. holding for Andrew Jupin.
1: Uh, oh no, I th- <laughs> I thought I what I was looking at here, I thought was a uh, made for TV movie to expand the taken franchise. I know there was a taken TV show, but this yes. was something in 2013 called Taken Cullen, The Search for Sophie Parker which is not any TV movie. Julie Benz was in it. So yeah, this guy, I mean, nothing. (laughs) TV actor, soap opera actor. yeah. should do that, by
2: the way, for numerous things. Like, Taken, colon, the Natalie Holloway story.
1: (laughs) 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 Exactly. Um, Yeah, I was looking to see if there was anyone else of note in it and uh what a shock definitely not uh haven't seen it is Isn't full on youtube that's the end of this movie <laughs> uh would anybody recommend it no my god no i mean like yeah the racism is pretty deplorable very deplorable uh
0: in uh, uh in any respect uh so there's that's a one strike but like it's not even like 80s racism that like is hidden in a jewel of a film like this movie is trash top to bottom it is boring as sin Fred Ward is unconvincing as a lead. Nobody gives a shit, and it is B.A.D. bad.
1: Oof. Nice. Uh, Eric Siska?
2: Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I mean, the thing is, like, yes, is this movie racist? Of course. But if there was anything else that, like, if if it had more to it, could I overlook some of that? Maybe not. but <laughs> But at the same time, like, it would be something maybe, and this is just not something, and... I know why people have been requesting this for so many years cuz it is definitely a bad movie and this is sort of a bad movie podcast and this would have been a probably a great like 40 minute episode 10 years ago. <laughs>
3: yeah. So anyway, I'm not recommending it.
1: Chris Cameron.
2: An
3: enthusiastic no. Uh like just yeah. stay away from it uh at all costs. There's not even yeah, like like Eric said like maybe you can forgive it. It was the time and the place, all that stuff. If there was something of worth in the movie itself, there is not at all. Uh, Everything sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. Avoid.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's a serious avoid. Um, It, is totally unwatchable in looking at fred ward's imdb filmography i would say there's probably more value in screening 2004's funky monkey <laughs> yeah with matthew modine and roma
3: downey mm. say what you will about the year of living dangerously it's about a humanitarian crisis <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh shit this is kind of a deep cast in funky monkey actually <laughs> we got uh, our good buddy friend of the show gilbert uh Gilbert Gottfried that is Fred Ward Jeffrey Tambor just like wow man funky monkey indeed oh Tommy Davidson's in it how too how about that how about that yeah no fuck this movie it's absolute fucking garbage and you know all i would say is like if this is something you grew up on cuz the other thing i was i was i was noticing was a lot of folks on twitter being like that was a thing that i loved as a kid and i've never revisited it and i would say If you want to keep that in a little jewel box and whatever your fun little childhood memories are with Remo Williams, don't revisit this movie. (laughs) Do not, Good call. That is Remo Williams from the grand year of 1985, uh, directed by... The James Bond franchises, Guy Hamilton. I mean, go watch all the Bonds he did Goldfinger, Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, The Man with the Golden Gun. They're all a fucking blast. Uh, but that will conclude the discussion of this rancid film. <laughs> and I think, you know, the thing is, I'm glad we got it out of the way and folks can stop requesting it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I never have to watch some, it again. That's cool. Yep. Yep. Get some fresh blood in the old listener request month lines uh, <laughs> early next year. Uh, but if you want more We Hate movies, of course, check out patreon.com slash We Hate Movies.
0: On animation animation damnation we've got the yep. ewoks coming at you that's another one that's been sort of long gestating kind of a a tangential brims giving just because
2: wilford brimley is inexplicably tied to the ewoks franchise but mm-hmm. not in that show exactly and you and in the Gleep gloss we're kind of going off of that mold as well we did sindel Tawani, the young girl that was in he walks the Battle for Endor with Brimley, so we get a little Brimley in the Gleep glossary. And so yep. you folks know at home, our Patreon is... more than anyone (sighs) else's, dare I say. And you don't, like people, I think sometimes people get this notion like, oh, they're plugging this stuff for the month. If I pay this amount of money, I get this stuff for the month. No, 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 you unlock everything we've ever did. So if you pledge at the $8 level, not only do you get the Mandalorian half hour, which we are recapping now, you get the Gleep glossary, you get commentary tracks, you get all the commentary tracks, you get all our past premium episodes. Hundreds of hours of content, no joke.
1: And I wanna I I wanna say do a little tease here as we're looking out towards the end of the month. Uh we're we're getting or in the end of the year rather, we're getting close. You're gonna wanna be at this eight dollar level for the Q4 commentary. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The last commentary of the year. You're gonna wanna be there for it. Our good buddy Philippe Sabrero has already designed uh the cover art for it. It's gorgeous and fucking hilarious and it's, it's going to be a banger, man. That's all I want to say. It's going to be um, so
2: good. Our December content, it's the We Love Movies Month across the board. It's going to be right. quite something. You're going to want to let that pledge ride.
1: Uh, So, Steve Sadak, I think we got, what, one week left in
0: Brimsgiving? It is the finale of Brimsgiving. Uh, and happy Thanksgiving up to you guys coming up uh, later this week, I believe. That's how that works. Wow, wow. that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's you, right. I
1: know, all you motherfuckers better be staying home, by the way. I don't need no super spreader Thanksgiving dinners oh, out there, it's America. Oops, wrong. This
0: will be our Thanksgiving episode uh, coming up next week. Apologies, I guess. Oh,
1: that. okay. So next week is Thanksgiving. And well, just... still plenty of time to cancel on mom. Exactly. If awesome. I could enjoy a Zoom
0: turkey like the fucking rest of us. Yes, yeah, spread, exactly. spread
2: those turkey legs instead of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> we are watching The Firm <laughs> uh, for the finale of
1: Brim's Giving. There you go. Probably one of the longest movies we've had to cover oh, on the show. I'm
0: excited <laughs> about it. It's got uh, you, yeah. and you, it, yeah. It's a it's a banger of a cast with Wilford
2: Brimley, Tom Cruise, Gary Busey, Ed Harris, nice.
1: Ed Effing
2: Harris. I am excited and dreading it.
1: No. <laughs> exactly man it is a movie you are gonna want to start at 6 45 p.m <laughs> uh so until next week with the finale of brim's giving where we cover the firm i'm andrew jupin steven sadak eric siska chris gavin take it easy that was a head gun podcast